Hello, and welcome to the NPRD podcast with nurse practitioner and registered dietitian Robin Kivit. Eating disorders, body image, medicine, they are all interconnected. But with so many programs, techniques, and advice to choose from, it's easy to be overwhelmed. Robin, with more than 25 years of experience as a nurse practitioner and registered dietitian, offers help and hope for everyone, families, children, and adults. Along with veteran talk show host and good friend, Jordan Rich, Robin invites you to learn much more right here on the NPRD podcast. Hi, this is Robin and welcome to our February 2023 edition of the NPRD. We have Adrienne Paxoza with us today. She is a dietitian and eating disorders registered dietitian supervisor. She has been a mover and shaker as a nutrition entrepreneur for a very long time. She had a private practice in the Austin, Texas area, also worked not just with eating disorders, I think sports nutrition and diabetes as well and she's nodding her head. And she also now is running a much, I think it's, it sounds like a much bigger business and is telehealth for folks just for dietitians who take insurance, which is pretty awesome. Oh, Robin, I'm so excited to be here and talk to y'all. This is going to be so much fun. (laughs) I think it's probably much warmer because you are still in Texas, right? Oh, yeah. Much warmer there than it is here especially today. We also want to talk about not just today, like pearls and things for eating disorder clinicians, but like you as a business owner, like a big business owner, like this is a big role. So maybe touch on that first, like how you went from the private practice entity to this big entity, which has been a hole in healthcare for a long time. It has been a journey to say the least. Um, so the journey started about a year ago and was I had a group practice. We had 12 dietitians. We were doing our thing. It was wonderful. I actually got approached by a technology company that had the same mission that I've always had, which is to create better access to registered dietitians. And I was floored. I was like, yes, let's do this. Let's change the system. Awesome. They came to me. I was... I kept like looking around and like, is this real life? Like me? Are you serious? But okay. Uh, yes, please. Um, and so we partnered and um, our mission is the same to create uh, affordable access to registered dietitians. And so to date, we've got um, over 55 dietitians. We're in 38 different states and we are hundred uh, percent telehealth um, and covered by insurance. And we all practice from a weight-inclusive perspective. It really does fill a gap. We're hoping. So with, I'm always curious about the insurance piece. Here in Massachusetts, which is where I'm located, you know, we've really had to battle with insurances like Blue Cross, and I'm just saying it out loud as it is, Blue Cross, Tufts, for docking our rates for telehealth. It's interesting to me how, you know, you're going about, this is your business model. A hundred percent. Because and I, where this kind of came from is specializing in eating disorders. I noticed patients had a really hard time investing in themselves, investing in their recovery journey. They just, they couldn't see or couldn't feel the benefit of 
paying out of pocket. And so being an insurance provider was always something that was really, really important to me. And so that was kind of a non-negotiable with this technology company as well. And unfortunately, in the insurance world, it's a game. The bigger you are, the bigger voice you have and the bigger you can go to bat with the insurance companies. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I have the dual degree and it's been really challenging to work with the insurance companies in terms of getting people on the insurance and to actually read the receipt or code things the right way as well like I said before in Massachusetts like when we have a bigger voice together for example when Blue Cross was deciding they were going to pay us less for telehealth we banded together and that shifted back, it's happening with Tufts and we can't really do anything about it upcoming. But I agree with you totally on a couple things like bigger voice. And also I think it's, I think it's a right to use insurance. It's, it's been an uphill battle as a, as a sole clinician. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that's kind of one of the hopefully side products that comes out of uh, our practice of Nourish is that if we are able to go to bat for dietitians across the country and have these uh, big conversations with payers, hopefully that'll have a trickle down effect for other dietitians in private practice as well. So that's, I'm hoping that's a big side product as we get to have those wonderful conversations with uh, insurance payers. I definitely hope it is. I mean, how could it not be as if you're providing the service and your your patients are seeing the result? Yeah. And that's a huge part of what those conversations look like is, well, are you guys successful and how to measure success and especially in eating disorder recovery, what does that actually look like? And, And then in other diagnosis without using weight is a very wonderful education place for health insurance companies. Absolutely. So say I'm a dietitian in whatever state I want to work for Nourish. You know, is it a full-time, part-time? Is it as as a consultant? And, you know, do dietitians find their own patients? Do they come to Nourish and then they filter through? Like, how does that all work? Yeah. So we uh, are, all of our dietitians are employed by Nourish. And so we're able to offer benefits, 401k, all the greatness. Um, And we define full-time as uh, seeing 20 patients a week. And we really need uh, dietitians. We have that big of an influx to really cover it. And we allow the dietitians to set their own schedule. Um, And so if you want to work from school time, from drop-off to pickup, wonderful. If you want to work uh, evenings, nights, that's wonderful. You set your schedule, you set your specialties. So if you want to only see GI and diabetes, fabulous. Uh, Nourish will fill you up with uh, patients. So the Nourish team is, we have a marketing department that is going out and talking with physicians and doing uh, digital marketing. And so that's kind of the job of Nourish. So it is a full-time job. And with the you know, the specialties, if someone's coming to you, say, 
looking for more of the eating disorder work, do you request or ask that they have that IDEP certification? Is that important? We don't require it yet um, because I think it's it's super expensive and I want to be very mindful of that. And so we do, if somebody is wanting to do eating disorder work, we make sure that they have training in it, that they have experience in it, and uh, we do provide supervision. So, and also with all of our other uh, specialties, um, I think, oh, how many hours? I would say during the week, all of our dietitians have the availability five, eight, about eight hours of supervision a week is available to them. That's great. And how is that broken down? Yeah. So one of the hours is with me. Um, what a, and so we've got some clinical managers that have specialties and one of them is a specialist in RFID, one is a specialist in neurodivergent, one is a gut specialist, one is actually a renal specialist. Um, and so we have uh, our clinical managers, all these different specialties. And so they have a uh, availability for our dietitians to pop in for supervision. And then uh, also during the week, we have kind of our mini team meetings that we uh, allow for time at the end for case consultation and supervision as well. With your platform, they're charting electronically. A hundred percent. Yeah. I want to hear more about how you took this leap from, you know, when you ran your private practice, employing 12 dietitians, that's, that's amazing. So how much patient care, do you miss that? Do you still see patients one-on-one yourself? Yeah, yeah. So I um, had to stop seeing patients almost three years ago. Um, I was pregnant and I was like, okay, I'm going to go on maternity leave. I'm going to test it out, see what it's like not to have uh, patients for a while. Do I miss it internally? How do I feel as a practitioner? And um, also, what is my roles that I'm actually creating space for? And so three years ago, I kind of chose that for myself. And I do miss seeing patients one-on-one, but I think the case consultation, um, kind of sitting in on other case consultations, continue to learn, kind of fills up my bucket in that realm. Um, but no, I don't see patients anymore, uh, but I try to really stay on top of like the case consultations and being part of all of that. So tell me, how did you land, this is curious to me, how did you land at 20 patients a week as full-time? You know, the longer appointment. So we looked at kind of mental health, like what level do we notice kind of as a burnout level for uh, providers, um, looking at it from a mental health status, but then also looked at it in the mental health field. Um, so we researched kind of like what is other uh, large technology companies doing? So like Headway, I think that's it, Headspace, I don't remember, there's a whole bunch of them, and kind of what are their standards? Um, and then also asking our RDs, like, what feels doable, what feels not doable. Um, And so if you aren't able to do 20, that's A-OK. Then you just aren't able to receive benefits. And so that's the other piece is we don't want to penalize anybody of just saying like, oh, no, 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 you have to see 20. This is uh, end all be all because we know life happens. Um, Sometimes we do get burnt out. And so we want to really prioritize taking care of our dietitians as well. I I love that the first thing you said back to that question was mental health. Seeing folks one-on-one, being in the helping profession, being in a profession in helping where the people we're seeing are struggling can be taxing on us too. 
It's something that uh, I know as a practitioner, nobody really talked about until the pandemic. And then everybody started to talk about it. And I think it's something that is so important because it's so easy, especially as a business owner to go, 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 go. I, I can do one more. I can just do one more patient. If you notice that you're not paying attention as a provider, you're not good at giving good care because you are burnt out, you're overwhelmed. And so we wanted to find that balance um, of like what feels doable, what feels not doable. And so five hours a, a day felt doable or however people want to slice that pie. Um, it was felt more mentally doable and also to pro- provide really good patient care. I always like to ask this question too, like you're the boss, right? And so you've taken this good hard look at how many people a week you want your dietitians to see and you've been very thoughtful about it. So how do you, ba- what's your own work-life balance? Um, (laughs) which is always a fine line, I think, for a mom, you know, so I'll put that out there first. Yeah. And I giggle at it is because the mom factor comes in. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I would say it's a work in progress uh, because uh, as soon as I like leave my computer, I get to go and play with my little guy and it's so much fun, but I might see him doing something and it sparks an idea. Um, I might be uh, cooking dinner and it sparks an idea. And so to say like, oh, I, I'm able to shut my brain off when I close my computer. No, especially as a business owner, your brain is always going and thinking of things. And so I don't know if it's uh, necessarily that balance, but I, I think I've also given myself grace as I've gotten older. I'm like, okay, it's okay if I need to ask for help and like, okay, I need like five seconds because I need to write this down or I need, I need uh, to really find like maybe an hour on the weekend. It's not ideal, but I just, my brain feels cluttered and I'm not able to be present. I'm not able to give what I want to the family. So I, I need this and then I'll be fabulous. So I think as I've aged, I've learned to ask for what I need and carve out balance that works for me. I love how you described it as the brain feeling cluttered, even like on the weekend. Like I can totally empathize with that in terms of, you know, even just thinking the work week is coming and maybe, you know, keeping the the positive boundaries so that the family has you and your full attention and you have theirs and you have that mental break. But there are things I think as business owners we need to do to ensure that we're going into the work week feeling clear-headed. I'm a big fan of post-it notes. Just like have them all over, like all over, and they work for me. So you've hit on, I think, the things that are so amazing about Nourish, right? Which are access, telehealth, and not just for the patients, like for your for your employees, outstanding. And then insurance. So what are other things that you want people to know about? And are you are you worldwide? Is this a nationwide piece? Like how? And I'm sure that that's also a licensure. Yeah. So we're only in the U.S. right now, um, which I think that's where we'll, we'll stay for a couple of more years. And uh, nationwide, I'm like, oh, all the other licensures. Yeah. And that that feels like a big, wonderful headache for our legal team. Um, uh, but I think the other thing is uh, what we're really excited and proud about is that we are a technology company. And so we are hoping to bring more technology in to support the dietitian and to support the patient. Because I think as a dietitian, you only get one hour, maybe a week to educate, support a a patient. 
and that there's so much time in between sessions, how can we build in technology to support patients, to support dietitians in between sessions to foster that positive relationship with food, to foster that positive relationship with their body along this journey? And so that's the piece that we're really excited to build and to create is um, we really want to use technology that is backed by dietitians. Yeah. Yeah. Does Nourish have its own electronic medical record system? Is that all like its own entity? Not yet. Uh, we're uh, we're building our own, which Great. is <laughs> it takes time. So the guests that I just had on, they are in their third endeavor of a company, Women NP Please, and what they've created this like platform. I'll send it to you. And so do your dietitians working for Nourish have this collaborative kind of platformy place as well as as part of like a supervision in a way they can kind of talk to each other state to state and stuff? A hundred percent. So we use Slack. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think everybody lives on Slack. And uh, so we are able to share resources um, and make sure that they're, if we are sharing in the way they're weight neutral, uh, we make sure that, you know, we also have like fun water cooler stuff. We've been sharing like all the snow pictures. And um, so it's interesting. Uh, I, that was one of my big worries is being a large company is like, oh my gosh, we're going to lose that like community. And hopefully, thankfully, everybody still really enjoys our community uh, that we are building. What would you say to like a prospective patient who is curious about working with Nourish versus working with a local person? I think, you know, it's test it out, test out, like it's all about personality. And so I think um, my personality doesn't always fit with uh, patients that I've worked with in the past. And I think it's also what is uh, that uh, patient looking for. So if it's something in person, we're not, we're not a good fit at all. Um, and so also we don't take every single insurance. Uh, we don't take the local insurances like you were talking about with Tufts, like we only take the large brands right now. And so I think where that patient is really needing that support too. Um, so I think one, it's personal preference, uh, two, if it's in person, uh, insurance and also convenience. So making sure that if, uh, telehealth is important, wonderful, we got you back. Um, and I know local dietitians do that as well. And so I go, kind of go back to personalities. Question, as a as a business owner, right? And you oversee a lot of people, yourself, work-life balance. What has been like a failure you've learned from? I think the biggest one that I'm thinking for is asking for help. Because I've always been kind of that like strong-headed, like I can figure this out. I'm smart. I got this. I, I know I can work harder. I, I, can, I can do this. As opposed to I don't want to do this. I don't know how to do this. I don't want to figure out how to do this and I'm not going to do it really well. Um, and so I think asking for help and also I think to like, I'm thinking of like, oh, I'm having a mentor, uh, learning from people that have already done it before. Um, I'm really big into finding mentors, finding a mastermind um, in this new role. I was like, okay, I love the mentors I've had in the past. What would it be like to have a technology mentor? I know negative about technology. I want somebody that has forged that pathway before. So that's something new. So also, I think finding somebody that's done it before you. 
you have all of this experience. Oh, here's here's a question I wanted to ask you. So a young dietitian comes up or, you know, a, a dietitian just out of school, whether they've changed careers, whatever it is. And they say, I want to start a private practice. I want to be in private practice. I want to be an outpatient. What do you think about going right into outpatient or doing clinical work? Like, where's your, what's your take on that? I think uh, I have so many thoughts on it. I think some people have done it really, really well. And I think they're great. I think other people have done it really poorly. Um, And I think for, I I went the clinical route. I went for straight from school to a hospital and then built the private practice. What I can say to that and why I'm a kind of more of a fan is if anything ever happened, I can go work at a clinical. I can go back to a hospital. If anything goes upside down, I had that as a safety belt. Um, And I can talk on my feet so fast about medications and I could still write um, tube feeds and I can figure out a a TPN still to this day. It's a skill. skill. And so, and then also if I ever wanted to switch careers that, okay, I'm done with seeing patients. Maybe I wanted to go into medical device sales. I can do that because I know the hospital. Or if I wanted to go into informatics in a hospital, I could do that because I had that clinical training. And so to me, it opened up it was always my safety kind of back, uh, back end safety, but it also opened up my eyes to so many other things. And then when I was ready to launch my practice, I knew a ton of doctors and they knew me right. and they knew my work ethic. They knew what it was like. And so I had a ton of referrals without even starting. I'm of the same school of thought as you. And, you know, I think it's different now because there are so many more jobs in outpatient and the ability to create your own job like this wasn't necessarily what I had when I came out of school. But I I completely agree with you. But everything you just said, I think that's the best answer to that question I've ever heard. One, One last question is, where do you see, you know, and we don't know, right? But especially with like, EAAP guidelines and things. Where do you see the field of eating disorders going? I hope that it continues to be more and more mainstream. And I hope that the collaborative approach to care continues to be more and more mainstream because there's so many people that go undiagnosed uh, with eating disorders. So many people with binge eating disorder that physicians are blaming and shaming. Um, and so I hope that it continues to grow and it becomes more and more of a normal conversation. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've done provider education and talked about binge eating disorders and what a patient may present with. And I could just see the physician's light bulbs go on and I'm like, oh, I missed that diagnosis. So it's been really wonderful. And I hope that more and more clinicians that are listening to go and have those conversations with physicians, because I think that's where we're going to see that big change. Physicians, nurse practitioners, other other folks that are doing the primary care. So I'm not going to be surprised when I see Adrian Pexosa starting yet another business or being, you know, on the forefront of, of another groundbreaking piece of movement in our field. I really, I, I'm not saying this because you're on, like I got that email and I was like, this, this is smart. And I think because I knew you, I was like, this, this is going to really be something. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Anything else you want to share? 
No, I'm just really honored to be here and to talk with y'all. And if you guys ever do have questions about Nourish or want to learn more, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm always happy to jump on a phone call or answer any email. I, I just really want to kind of have that collaborative approach with all practitioners. You're very responsive. And I think we wouldn't be in this area of the field if we weren't collaborative. Agree. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for the NPRD podcast with Robin Kivit. We invite you to subscribe, download, rate and review us and share this valuable podcast with friends and family. Help and hope is found here. For more, just go to robinkivit.com. That's R-O-B-Y-N-K-I-E-V-I-T.com. Or check out the NPRD.com.